What is up, Degenerates? It's week one of football. I'm your host, the Dynasty Degenerate, Mr. Steve Sampson. I am joined by a couple of guests tonight. Rockstar was not able to make it. He's got uh, some family things to take care of, so brought in a couple of heavy hitters for week one's episode. Uh, I'd like to introduce Mr. Uh, Reed Russell, or Reed IR on Sleeper, and... Uh, that's right. Hey guys, how's it going? This is going to be fun. Reed, I appreciate you joining us. And uh, our second guest this evening is none other than the one and only Don Gatto. Diego, uh, I'm not even going to try it, man. I don't want to murder. No, no, don't. You're good. No. <laughs> hey, everyone. Uh, thanks for the invite, Steve. I'm really happy to be here. I'm very excited about week one. Um, I'm glad I could help with bot. No, I appreciate you guys coming on. Um, we're in several leagues together, and uh, a lot of a lot of football gets talked between the three of us, four of us when Rockstar's around, and uh, several members of the EDL. So glad to uh, glad to have you guys aboard. Welcome to the uh, welcome to the degenerate family. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So first news that we've got today. Breaking news. So. Sad news today for Mr. Moran. Um, Manny Sanders is retired. Good old Manuel Sanders. Brian's probably favorite player in fantasy. Always hypes him up. He's been going to be the best player uh, for the last three or four years. Had a pretty good career. Um, Pittsburgh, then to Denver where he had his best years. Three years over a thousand yards, and then he went to New Orleans and then to uh, Buffalo. Um, I don't know what else I can say about Manny. What do you guys have uh, regarding Mr. Sanders? Diego, I'll let you take this one. I don't have much to add. He was fun to watch. I never had him in a lot of fantasy leagues, so. Yeah, I had him in a couple leagues. Um, obviously, the seasons in Denver, those were the best. I um, I think Steve highlighted those. Um, I think it was an exciting wide receiver core, but that's more on the football side than the fantasy. Uh, it's always sad to see these guys go, um, but uh, I think it was fun seeing him also in Buffalo. You can still see some, some glimpse of what he could offer as a wide receiver. That was also fun. Yeah, outside of the three Denver years, um, he didn't have a ton of fantasy production, but he was always a, a, a good football player, even if that didn't translate into uh, in the fantasy as much. Exactly. So, Manny, we wish you the best. Um, Brian predicts you'll be in the Hall of Fame in five years. Unfortunately, I don't think I can get on board with that. <laughs> but maybe. Maybe you'll make it. I hope you do. So, here's a question out of left field. When you have these players, it's to me, it's a little bit sad to drop him in your roster in Dynasty when they retire. You're like, oh man, I really don't want to let him go, but you have to let him go. Uh, so maybe uh, for other guys, it's the same. I know some leagues give some some picks uh, when when players retire, uh, mm-hmm. but it's always, uh, to me at least, it's a little bit sad to let some of these guys go. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, I mean, like Gronk retired, and then 
everybody let him go. And then he came <laughs> I'm back. <not> tired. <laughs> so I so did you know, Brady like, though. You know, he did Brady the same. Brady did the thing. same. Um, I saw people you know, drop him. Oh yeah, we, we were there was a few leagues I was able to pick him up, um, or other people were able to grab him just in case. Andrew Luck was the same thing, and, and he didn't come back, but people expected it. So he hung around on rosters for like two years. Yeah. Um, it, so it is tough for, for guys to get dropped because you just don't know if they're going to come back or what. So, Well, I think with wide receivers at that age, you can kind of rest assured, at least for your fantasy teams, he's not going to come back and be a wide receiver one or two anywhere at this point. No. So. Sad to let him go, but safe, probably. Yeah, no, I would agree. I, I think the reason he decided to call it quits is because he's no longer feeling uh, that he can maintain a competitive edge. So I completely understand yep. that. Yeah, yeah. It's a tough sport. Yep, it is. Father Time catches us all, guys. So the next, uh, the next segment will be a little bit more uplifting. Going to go over some uh, important things since we're getting into week one for your fantasy league. And uh, we'll talk about some actual league maintenance. The Fantasy Commandments. Getting into week one. Biggest thing um, that I can recommend right now is, uh, especially for, for those of you in Dynasty, it's been a long off season. Uh, make sure you check your league settings. Because all your leagues are probably a little bit different if you're anything like me. Um, you won't have as many leagues as I do, but you'll have, you know, eight, ten, a dozen leagues or so. But each of the settings are different because you want to try different things. Um, so make sure you're checking your league settings before you set your lineup. Make sure you're uh, in the right league and, and starting two tight ends and make sure it's a tight end premium and not just a, uh, a standard league with no PPR. So that would that would not end well after the first week. So that's one of the biggest things. Make sure you check all your league settings. The other one, especially for dynasty guys, is make sure you set your taxi players. Because once Thursday comes tomorrow, um, you're not going to be able to change them again until uh, February. So make sure you got the guys in taxi you want and the guys out that you uh, want to use right away. So what do you guys have? As far as uh, your your kind of your ritual that you go through on so this early part of the covered week, you know? I got one. The taxis, they're huge. When you have four or six taxi spots, you got to get your guys in there. Yeah, I I can add one. I think uh, now that week one is rolling around, you got to take a look in and really figure out your roster cuts. I'm one of those yep. guys that is over the rosters just because my leagues allow it. And now it's time to really bring it down because I can't make any moves. You're locked unless you're within the, the required number of players. So that's another one to do. Don't let yourself be caught with uh, with the Thursday game coming in and you not be able to make in any moves because you're still over the, the the number of players. So that would be another one I would throw out there. Yep. No, that's a that's a big one too, uh, especially not so much for redraft again, but especially for Dynasty. But, I mean, there's a few redraft rosters where you, you get done with your draft you took Jamison Williams, and uh, and, and then you, you kind of walked away from your team, and now you're coming back, put him on the IR, pick up, uh, you know, pick somebody else up before Thursday's game, stuff like that. Guys that are going to be ruled out, uh, make sure you're, you're watching that news so that if you have Michael Gallup, yep, 
yeah. Michael Gallup, um, you know, Deontay Johnson's kind of a guy to watch. It's, it's going to be a Sunday game, but you want to make sure you have a backup plan for him if he doesn't play. So now's the time to uh, to start making those plans, you know, while we're getting into the one game on Thursday and football's going to start. So that's a big thing right now. Big thing for me, big thing for you guys being serious dynasty players. So uh, the other thing with this that kind of ties into this is uh, teams that are leagues more so for redraft, but leagues that use uh, defenses or kickers or, uh, you know, some of the leagues where you're a little light at tight end. Start looking at which tight ends, which defenses, which kickers might be a good streaming option for this week. You don't have to be locked into, you know, the, the one that you drafted. You, you may, you know, you may have taken the Rams defense. I don't think the Rams defense is a very solid play this week. <laughs> so I would probably I would probably be looking for you know a defense that's a little bit you know a little bit better, you got a little bit softer matchup. Um you know somebody like Cleveland playing against Pittsburgh. I mean uh uh Cincinnati playing against Pittsburgh or Philadelphia playing against Detroit. Um maybe the Colts against Houston, something like that where yeah, Colts Houston is a, you know, is a good the, one. The defense might be out on the waiver wire, and you can just grab them. So, what do you guys think about that? Any any suggestions for defenses, kickers? What do you guys think about Denver versus Seattle? Oh, I th- I would love to have Denver's defense against Geno. You, you being a Jets fan know better than anybody how bad he is. <laughs> uh, yes, that's right. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to bring up me being a Jets fan so on the podcast. Is, is I mean, going to go with that? Are, are we just going to throw whew. the Jets under the bus against the Ravens as well? Yeah, yeah, that's that's another. Good it is, one. but real good. It's Flacco though, so yeah. You know. Well, the, the the Ravens is one of the defenses usually drafted, um, just by name alone. But it, it, yeah, it's a good true. point that's though good because point. they they may still be out there. I've seen a few drafts where they're still sitting out there. So yeah. that's another good one. Um, kickers, I'm not really going to get into because let's face it, they suck. Yeah, I've got nothing for you. I there. can't help you there. I I think I've completely axed kickers from all the leagues I used to I, I played in. It, yeah, I only have a few left too. Actually, well, here's 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 one um, tip I can give those that still have leagues with kickers. Though when you're drafting for your redraft, I I used to do the do this a lot. I I would not draft a kicker because the league didn't really require it. That would give me one extra player that I could then try and turn around in a two for one trade, and then I would pick up my yeah. kicker. So, yeah. Brilliant. That's also a very good option. Um, what about tight ends that uh, in, in your redraft leagues? What are some tight ends that may not have been drafted that you guys are kind of interested in? Maybe you know, maybe you could stream it this week if you've got kind of a middle of the road guy. I like David Njoku. I know he's been getting a little bit of hype recently, so he may be being drafted now outside of your home leagues, but he's a really good very late slash waiver pickup that might have a little something behind him. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I guess people that may be on the waiver wire, um, that one's difficult because I, I think Hunter Henry will probably be drafted. I think he has a good matchup against Miami. Um, that was difficult. I got me. I I love to. 
I'd love to have Robert Tanyan, but I'm I'm not sure if he's even gonna suit up. So that's that's. Yeah, I'm not. I don't know about Tanyan yet. I haven't seen news that he was going to. Maybe okay. Well, but I would like the match. One that could be get. there. Um, what about Hooper? Right, Hooper. That's a good one. Yeah, Hooper's out there. He's one that I'm looking he's at right now. He's playing against the Giants. Yep. Uh, Daniel needs options, so maybe that's a good stream. Yeah, that's a great pick. Who knows who's going to be the number two target for him, you know? Yeah. And then, wait, definitely. I got one. If Rockstar were here, he would say Evan Ingram. Yeah, he would. <laughs> who's that? Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram. Oh, that? Hey, <laughs> never know. Never know. Uh, we've just been burned too many times by him. Yeah. Yeah, probably gonna I, I would it never first. support that. No, even if I see it, I would be. I would never support that even more so than I don't support Mike Williams being good. Oh so. no! So Ingram has Washington. Um, I mean, the postman's also there, but I don't know. I mean, you said streamers, right? You, you didn't say it had it had to be pretty. Yep. Right? It had to be pretty. It's, it, it could be um, another option. Maybe look at the waiver wire. We don't know if Sackerts is going to suit up, so you may look at at whoever is there for Arizona. Right. I mean, remember, they also don't have a lot of pass catchers going out there and they're going to be playing against yep. Kansas. So uh, there might be some some opportunities there to look at. Yeah, I think um, I mean, Trey McBride, I think, is the, the number two, but he's a rookie in his first week. I probably if I was going to go that route, I probably would go Max yeah, Williams. Max Williams I, yeah. You know, because he's been there. But you're, that's a great point. There's there's not that many pass catchers. I mean, you got. Hollywood Brown, Rondell Moore, and AJ Green right now. Well, so. the, the ghost of AJ Green, right? Because I, I yeah. own it. And Rondell yeah, is questionable as well. Yep, yep. So you may uh, you may be able to stream that tight end in this matchup. So it's definitely those are those are definitely great options, guys. Yeah, and remember, all it takes is, is a touchdown, right? A touchdown gets you a top That's ten it. tight end. That's all it takes. That's it. It's one hundred percent correct. So that'll move us on. Um, let's talk about uh, what matchups, like actual NFL matchups, you guys are interested in this week. It's, you know, first week of football season. It's a lot of uh, revenge games, a lot of showcase matchups. And uh, Reed, what's your matchup for this week that you're most interested to see? Well, look, full disclosure, the matchups I were most interested in were the two that y'all were going to talk about. So this is kind of like a third place, you know, and mm-hmm. it's just all because of the drama off the field. The revenge game, like you said, it's going to be the Seattle Seahawks versus the Denver Broncos. Let's see if uh, Russell Wilson is unlimited or not. He's got all the best, hottest weapons that have been hyped up all offseason, Sutton. Judy, Albert, O. Oh, you're not going to attempt it? No, I'm not going to attempt it. You know, I got to <laughs> practice it a couple times. So, yeah. Then we got Javante Williams, who's supposed to be, you know, the next big thing. I mean, they've got a ton of weapons, and it should be a fun revenge game. I predict they stomp them, but it should still be fun for fantasy, especially. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think it's it's. I think it should be a uh, a stomping as well. But I'm I'm hoping that at least it's close in the first half. Well, Andy uh, Holloway he said that it's going to be his almost upset of the week. So so some people really? think it's going to be close, but I think it's going to be an absolute smashing if 
if Russell's going to live up to the hype, at least, you know, right. they come out and have a close game with Gino, and I'm not so sure, guys. What do y'all think? Uh, I, I maybe we, go ahead. Say maybe right. The Seahawks know how how Russ is going to play. Like he knows what he doesn't what he doesn't do. I just don't think they have the the defense to stay in it. Like exactly, the, the, the Legion is gone. I mean, it's I don't see how they're going to stay. Like maybe like Steve said, they'll maybe hang around for a half. Uh, there's just so many weapons on on the Broncos. I they need they need it to happen. I mean, this is the piece that they were missing. And by that, I mean Russ. Um, the weapons are there. Uh, the, I just don't think they can they can stay in there. But I I'm also excited for that game just for the same reason. Um, watching Russell Wilson with all the weapons, looking at a different system. Uh, we know in the Seahawks they were just running and running and running, which frustrated him. Uh, so let's see let's see if he can really go out there and 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 like I said put up a bunch of points up there. Yeah, I think um, I think like you say, their defense is, in Seattle is not that good. <clears throat> They're clearly in a rebuild. They just don't want to admit it yet. Uh, whether that's because they don't want Pete Carroll to retire, or if they they are just delusional to the point that they don't think that they're rebuilding. Um, but yeah, I think I think Denver should come out. I think the spread six and a half points. I, I think they easily cover that. The what's the over and under is forty four and a half. So I would guess that that's pretty much. Denver. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I mean, 30 to 14, 30, you know what I mean? It's probably pretty close, 28, 28, 17 maybe to cover. So if he's unlimited, at least. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I think they, I do think Denver runs away with it by the end, but for Monday night, I'll take the revenge game. So, yeah. Uh, Diego, let's move on to your matchup. Uh, which so mine? Which matchup for you? Mine is low hanging fruit. Part of the reason is because it's exciting. It's the opening game, right? We got Buffalo against the Rams. Um, should be a high scoring game. Uh, there's, there's, I mean, besides, besides Josh Allen and, and and seeing what Buffalo could do, there's, there's two players in in this game that I want to see. Um, the first one is is Gabe Davis. Um, I want to see if he's taking that step uh, forward and and being that probably that second option in that offense um, behind Diggs, uh, seeing what Buffalo is going to come out and, and do also with the running backs. That's a mess we all know, and everyone's trying to figure out what it is. Um, I know Sekmas was pretty much left for dead, but I, I don't think he is. I personally don't think he is. I think he'll hang around and, and make that that uh, that running back court just very difficult to predict. And then on the Rams side, again, also looking at the wide receivers, we know some guys are going to be out, but but Cooper Cup has one of the most difficult things, which is repeat that performance that he had last year. Um, we also have the, that headline of Stafford. Coaches never really tell us what's going on with these players when it comes to injuries. So is that elbow good? Is it not good? Uh, I want to see that. And then on the other side, having Robinson uh, coming in and, and replace Odell Beckham. I mean, this is the first quarterback that, that Robinson is, is, is playing that's that's a good quarterback, and I would kind of see what he can do. So I want to see if if what happened in Chicago is just just a function of of quarterback play, or is it that really he he lost a step? Uh, I think that's an exciting game. Um, 
the line is, I think it's it's 52 points in, in Buffalo uh, by two and a half. So it should be close. Um, let's see if Stafford can keep it close. Uh, everyone's expecting Buffalo to kind of trump them. Uh, I don't. I think it'll be a closer game. I, I think it's a great game for for just an opening game. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think you got two teams with excellent defenses going up against each other. Uh, the point you bring up about Stafford's elbow is extremely important. I think that uh, there is something because it's it's been talked about all training camp, uh, and I do believe that they're probably going to try to run a decent amount because they'll want to keep Stafford's elbow fresh. And uh, if it's something that's going to nag him throughout the year, it may be something that they try to limit his you know, workload as far as throwing earlier in the season to extend him farther into uh, the season and a postseason push. So I think it'll be a lot of running on both sides, and I think the defenses are going to play a huge part in it. So um, the 52 points, I think, is generous. Uh, I'm kind of looking at an under on that. Reed, what do you think? I was going to ask you guys what y'all thought about that running back backfield with Akers and Henderson. If they're going to be running a lot, what is that going to look like? I really don't know. I've been off of Akers. I mean, all off season pretty much. He's too expensive. He was too injured. I feel like they brought him back too early and it feels like Henderson could be the value there for me as far as fantasy. I definitely believe Henderson's a value. You're getting him 10, 11, 12 mm-hmm. rounds. Mm-hmm. And they're not a uh, team that uses one running back. So there's always going to be value in that stable, depending on you know how much they're going to be used from week to week. I think, I believe that everyone thinks that Akers is the one, and, and talent-wise, and ultimately, I think he will be. I don't know that he's fully back from the injury as well. I know he did not look that great last year when they brought him back, but I think it was important for him to get on the field then, you know, be healthy and, and start getting uh, some some football hits and, and, and cuts to make, you know, for his comfort level. I don't think he's been great in camp. And I think Henderson's probably going to start with, with a higher role uh, and Akers will get moved back into his role as the season progresses. But I actually do look for Henderson to be probably the one this week and maybe next week. But he's extreme extreme value late in drafts. Yeah, I'll I'll agree with that. I think I think Henderson is a value, like you guys said. Um, Akers, uh, like you read, I've been off him. Um, I mean, just the injury that he has, uh, not going into the injuries and whatnot that he had, and like you said, he coming so quickly back from it. Uh, that's suspect. Um, I think they're just gonna. When you have these players, you got to bring them back slowly. You don't want them to break again. So I could see a more of a 60-40 where Henderson is actually starting in and kind of like Steve was saying, maybe things then shovel to a 50-50. Now, Henderson is not exactly someone that's that's a guarantee of health. Like, I think he's been injured. He's been injured on every yeah. season. Yeah. So this could just pretty much move in whichever way the, the injury needle moves or whoever. Or maybe they just play the hottest hand. It, it, it is what it is. Uh, I... I the girly, the girly days in, in the Rams are gone for that bell cow. So it, I think it's going to be a committee. I, I think that's what McVay said. Mm-hmm. I don't trust coach speak, but I think he thinks it's the best way to 
to give his team a better opportunity with when it comes to running backs. So I think that's what that's what we're going to get. I wouldn't pay for Acres as high as he's going. I, I didn't in any of the drafts, and I don't think I own him anywhere. Um, I, I moved off him. Smart man. And I would add, I think they 100% need Stafford if they want to go deep into the playoffs. They are not yeah. going to win off of those two running backs mm-hmm. consistently. They need him to be healthy. They need the Stafford Cup breakfast connection. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's 100% true. I don't think that they have too much of a... Uh, a postseason push if, if he ends up getting injured or isn't 100%. Or even, I would say even 90%, Stafford would be fine. But 80 or above, I'll take. Yeah. Yeah. That's, well, that's probably true because even in Detroit, he played yeah. at 80%. He's never so. 100%. But it's, it's, he's just, no, he's, he's not. Never, he gets beat up and plays through it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I think Kyron Williams is the, the third running back. Back to your point, Diego. So he, he's a guy keep an eye on because if something happens with Acres or if things are slow, that's yeah, the guy. That's going to be the guy and, to uh, go in and grab from the wires and redraft. Um, if, if you took him, I I know because of, of what happened in the combine, he really, like, he he was left for dead, right? But I, I still picked him up yeah. in a bunch of, 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 of dynasties, just last pick, uh, third, third round, stuff like that picked him up and he's sitting there. He's actually sitting in, in, in most of my taxis. Uh, yeah. And and it, there's a good chance that, you know, he's going to be useful and have a role. So yeah, it's a, it's a long I season. Think, uh, I think it's, it's a great a long season. It, it is. It, it gets longer every, every year. Right. Um, so th- these teams need, need those backups. Yep. I couldn't agree more. So what do you guys think as far as the points? You think uh, over under on the fifty two, and who do you pick to win it? I should I, I would have asked for yours, Reed, but I think we all agree the Seahawks are going to win. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. So, what do you guys think with Buffalo fifty two and a half? Do they cover the over under and with the minus two and a half? Buffalo is going to win. You know, we're already questioning how healthy Stafford is. I keep thinking about how good Buffalo looked at the end of last year. I expect them to be in the Super Bowl, if not winning. I'm rooting for Buffalo. I think they're going to take it. Um, so that, Buffalo fans, is the nail in the coffin <laughs> from Reed IR. The Jets your fans. Team. Team for, Buffalo. for Buffalo. Yep. Mm, yeah. I didn't realize. Your, your team is about to... Uh, Suffer catastrophic, <laughs> catastrophic failure. Team. <laughs> the team's just going to crumble, crumble by injuries now. <laughs> I, I meant to put the disclaimer when we started oh, that any hex. any player that reads high on or talks about, you probably want to trade and drop them. Yep, that is correct. <laughs> I have a way. I, so I think this, this game's going to come down. There's going to be a big component on the coaching, and I'm going to take Mike Bay on this one. I'll uh, I'll take the other side and and, and be wrong. That's okay. Uh, I think the Rams will win this one. Oh, so we're fifty fifty. Okay. I I think Buffalo wins. I don't think they cover. Yeah. I think uh, I think they probably win by one point. And I think the fifty two. I think it's definitely an under game. I think the defenses are both really good, and I think they uh, they keep the score down. Maybe a. a 
something like that, maybe twenty one. Really 20. low, huh? Yeah. I uh, think it's gonna be low. I do think it's gonna be low. I'll predict the over. I didn't <laughs> add that. I think they're gonna go over. Yeah. Defenses be damned. Yeah, I, I think defenses at the start of the season are probably rustier than offenses. I don't know. That's just uh, Traditionally they are the, the score's a little higher. So that's why I, that's why I think the Rams could pull it off. But yeah, we'll see. You you, you can call us out next next show when we're not here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, 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 I'm not gonna lie. I'll completely forget what we talked about. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, so we'll move on to the third matchup, which is mine. Um, it's Browns Panthers. I'm I'm really looking forward to the uh, the Baker Mayfield revenge game because I'm I'm somebody that does believe in Baker. I think he went to a, a pretty good situation for him on a team that I believe is going to appreciate the talents he has. I know. It's going to work well for DJ Moore and a couple of uh, the fantasy assets. Should definitely work for Christian McCaffrey because Baker likes to use the running backs. Um, and I think that uh, he has a chance to rejuvenate his career and possibly, you know, make make a team good again. I mean, he he brought the Browns out of the cellar and they kind of just shit on him and dumped and dumped him. So. I get it. Um, the Browns, I really don't care. Uh, it's going to be Nick Chubb and uh, and Kareem Hunt. Jacoby Brissett's a nice filler. Uh, should be able to manage the game pretty decent. Cleveland's defense is actually pretty solid. But uh, over under on its 41.5, and the Panthers are favored by a point and a half. I think they cover, and I think the uh, I would take the over on this one. Hmm. So another revenge game. Like you, I I like Baker, but watching him playing playing in the Browns was just so frustrating. And I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was the connection, what the story was there. Uh, I I just can hope that he can make those 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 throws that he just wasn't making um in the Browns. And now the Panthers. Uh, the good news for him, I think DJ Moore is, is like a match made in heaven for him. When it comes to that, mm-hmm. so I think you're right. If he has a chance to, to kind of turn around his career, is is with the Panthers. What I don't like uh, in the Panthers is is the coaching. Um, just don't like what they've been doing. But then, I think there's a the X factor here is going to be CMC. If you can stay healthy, you can always just turn to CMC to take that pressure off of Baker. And uh, I think the Panthers will win it, like you said. Like, and I think they cover. Yeah. Yeah. Reed? Not much to add. The Panthers are going to win. You know, CMC is going to be healthy for week one. And that's it. Then he's gone. <laughs> and, hey, who knows? But we know he's healthy this game. I mean, yep. well, for now. He's he's healthy going into the game. Exactly. So see that's see right. what happens after that's the right. kickoff. Trip off the and I love DJ Moore as well. I think Baker's in a good position. I don't think the Browns are going to win too many games with Jacoby Brissett, you know, they are going to have to lean on the running game, like you said, and we'll see. I think it's going to be close. I think it'll be close. Yeah, I'm looking for, I I think the Panthers win by four. So I think they cover, but it still should be fairly close. The the Browns are going to have to rely on on their defense and and try to keep those games close so they can run it. Uh, I mean, we had had Jacoby here last year with the Dolphins um, in Miami, and uh, he just a guy, right? Uh, you can't really expect 
him to bring you back in games uh, with his arms. You can't. No. So it's game manager, no. keep moving the ball down, and then give it to your running backs. If, if their defense can keep them in, then, then, then they'll be able to win games. But I, I, like you said, their defense is good. Um, they, they have great talent on, on their defensive line, so th- that should help them. But they, they really need Watson to come in and play. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. So uh, we have some breaking news. What did I miss? Breaking news. So <laughs> Joey Electric was able to trade Mike Davis for a fourth, guys. Dun, da, da, da. He, he made it happen. <laughs> Unreal. Who took it? Who took Thor. it? Thor. Thor. Yeah. So uh, just wow. we, we were right from all, under my nose, you guys. I know he's stolen from oh, you guys. I told you stolen. I was considering the Jay Watson offer. You took too long. <laughs> you took too long. Unreal. Oh, yeah. So we were we were all offered the same trade, um, and we we all turned it down. But somebody finally took it. So I was congratulations, Joey. You made it happen. <laughs> <laughs> Congrats, Joey. I'm happy for you, man. We don't care. He doesn't even listen to the show anymore. He doesn't need us. He doesn't need us. Um, all right, so we'll move on from uh, from the matchups that we're looking at, and uh, we'll get into the fantasy portion of the show. What are you guys? Uh, what are three players that you're excited for this season? Uh, as far as uh, for fantasy and. Uh, Either redraft or or for uh, for dynasty. Uh, Reed, why don't you go first? Okay, I'll go first. I think you're gonna love this pick. I think my first pick is gonna be Mike Williams, wide receiver for the San Diego Chargers, one of Steve's favorite wide receivers. Love him. I mean, what's not to be excited about? He was wide receiver one last year. You can. Get him in the fifth round of, you know, redrafts. I don't, I don't know what is his ADP in Dynasty. I haven't done any Dynasties in so long. I bet it's around right. the same. It, yeah, it, it's probably third, fourth round. Yeah, so to get a wide receiver two, most likely on your team with huge wide receiver upside. I mean, I'm just excited for him. Keenan Allen is there. He's no spring chicken. You know, he's 30 now, which is, you know. You're getting towards a grandpa status for wide receivers there. hate to say it. He's all over the field now. He's not just your big play guy. And we saw him, what did he play, almost every game last year. Yeah, except for one. So maybe he's going to kick that injury-prone tag. And like I said, for the ADP, I just don't know what's not to like. He's on one of the most high-powered offenses as well. So let's go Mike Williams. I think I was just talking about in your listener redraft, I have him in more leagues than anyone else. So I'm on the train. Yeah. yeah I think you're driving the train right <laughs> I now. I think I am. I think I am. Um, so my thing with Mike Williams, and uh, and then I'll let Diego comment on him too. My thing with Mike Williams is he had like seven games under 10 points. I mean, it's not terrible, but he I, – I still don't believe. I still don't believe it. He had three games that he was over 10 but under 20, 
and then the rest of the games he was over 20 points. So definitely the boom games are still there. But I, I want a little more consistency out of my wide receiver one on a team. And that's kind of the push that Mike Williams is making at this point. I think Keenan has this year. Um, people start to people believe he might start to decline. It's possible, but I don't think so. Um, but, I mean, Mike Williams is 27. This is really the time he should break out. Mm-hmm. So, Let I'm me ask not... you this, Steve. What if he's your wide receiver, too, on your fantasy team, though? How would you feel about him then? Still don't like him as my okay, team. Okay, okay. If my three, sure. But uh, usually usually on a guy like this, I, I like to see where he's improving from year to year. Uh, Mike Williams has not done that. You know what I mean? He's kind of hovered in that wide receiver four territory for three years, and then last year he finally had a breakout because he stayed healthy all year and was able to, to put some good games together. I want to see it happen again before I'm, I'm going to be on board with Mike Williams being for real. Because I've seen Corey Davis do this to me multiple right, times. Okay. I've seen Fair enough. other guys do the same thing. So fool me once, fool me twice, <laughs> probably fool me a third time. But eventually I'm going to catch on. So, uh, Diego? Mike Williams, um, I am not a fan. I think I'm more leaning towards your side, Steve. Um, he, he lacks consistency, so I wouldn't want him as my wide receiver one. Um, maybe what ha- what needs to happen is kind of a changing of the guard, like we was kind of hinting to, where where Keenan Allen stops getting a lot of targets. But even even in this, in this offense, uh, I think Herbert's just going to spread spread the ball around a lot. The other wide receiver options are also there. It's not just Mike Williams and and Keenan Allen. You have the other guys coming coming up as well. Um, I, I don't know. I I wouldn't want him as my one. I think I'd feel comfortable with him as my wide receiver too because he has that. The kind of boom capability where he can really, he has that ceiling. There's, there's definitely an upside yeah, to it. He has that, that knocks on him where he can, hey, here you go. Here's, he's one of those 30 point games and, and really take you over the top. Um, but it, he's lacking consistency. And I, with, with Allen there, still playing those short routes and still just trusting his hands. And then the injury tag, in all fairness to, to Williams, I, I think he shook that off last year. I, Again, like I always joke around, he just and I think we've all seen this. He goes up and catches a ball, and then problem is he doesn't know how to land with that ball, and then he gets <laughs> and, yeah, and yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's amazing how how much you can high point that ball. The problem is he he falls down and always breaks something. Um, but yeah. uh, I, it is exciting. I mean, it's it's the Chargers, like you said. Uh, one of the offenses to look at, and, and and he's a piece of that. So it'll be interesting to watch. Yep, I would I would agree. Definitely. I could become a believer after this year. We'll see. You might be able to convince me of it, but I wouldn't hold my breath. We'll pick this up again end of the year <laughs> when yeah. he's a strong wide receiver he's one, wide receiver. catching yeah. targets all over the field. I'll, I'll tell you this, Reed. If he's a strong wide receiver one, he'll be on the awards show, so we definitely will be talking oh, about baby. him again. Uh, otherwise, we may be talking about him at the end of the awards show in the, uh, <laughs> the, the loser's bracket. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, so Diego, who's your uh, who's your so first? So I'll stay with wide receiver. I'm gonna put uh, Mr. Kirtland Sutton um, for the Broncos on the on the board, and, and I'm excited to see what he's gonna be able to do. Uh, so he came out in 2018. Uh, he's one of these wide receivers that hasn't really had a good quarterback to play with. Uh, the quarterback play that we saw last year from Drew Locke was it wasn't good at all. Um, now he gets Russ. Um, 
hype from camp is that that Sutton and him and and, and Russell have have a connection now. So that's interesting. Uh, he had that injury. I think it was an it was he an ACL. I think it was an ACL. And then he came back last year. Um, yep. The stats are not wow, but this is a player that can really that can really box out. He can use his body to to take those catches. Uh, very interesting because of also of like we were talking before with the offense that's coming. So if Russell Wilson can make it happen, I think it's exciting. I know all the people. A lot of people may say, "Well, what about Judy?" Well. Yeah, that's also true. There should be enough in this offense to uh, to feed everyone. Um, I'm not such a big fan of Albert O. I'm not that concerned there. Um, I think Sutton is also uh, one of those large targets when it comes to the end zone. Uh, 6'3", uh, 218 uh, from what I have here. Um, so I'm excited. I think it's it's a player that um, I actually have him in a couple of, of dynasties and I've been waiting for him to to really come out and do something. Um, and, and he also got that, uh, he got the extension, right? I think last year he got a, a, a nice chunk of change uh, to go with it. Um, I think this is the year for, for the Broncos to, to really put up points and then make it exciting for us in fantasy. Yep. I'm a, a big Sutton fan myself. Um, Reed, why don't you weigh in first? You'll hear no arguments, Diego. I completely agree. I already said earlier, if, you know, Russell is going to come out unlimited, you know, sudden he should be the main target. He's the bigger guy. He's the true one. It's all we've heard from camp all season that he's going to be the one, that he's the one with the connection with Wilson. So I expect it to happen. I expect him to be, you know, a, uh, a low-end one, low-end one or a high-end two. Yeah, I agree. I think I think you see him in the ten to fifteen range. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Fifteen is where I have. I think that's where he'll be. <clears throat> yeah, he's definitely a target machine. Yeah, even with Locke last year, you know he was getting ten, roughly ten targets a game in in the first half of the season, and, and he was putting up good games. And then, you know, the second half, that offense just wasn't that great. But he was still getting five six targets. In most games, yeah, watching so. those games was painful. It was just—it's tough. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, if you base it off of those games, you're not going to have be able to have much faith in him. But no, but I, but the problem wasn't him, and they, exactly. they know that it wasn't Judy who suffered the same way. It was mm-hmm. who suffered. Um, so they moved. They moved on to what should be an excellent quarterback in Russell Wilson. Should be great for fantasy with him. Should be great for fantasy for Sutton and Judy. Um, Allo, I think, is... I'm not sure if he takes as much work as Fant or not. I know the guy's extremely talented. He's probably not arguably as talented as Fant, but he's a big he's a big guy. He's going to get some red zone looks, and I do think he's going to get some work from Russell, but I think Russell's going to focus on the two wide receivers. You've also got KJ Hamlin, who's a mm-hmm. speedster mm-hmm. that Russ can hit. Uh, kind of, probably more like he used to use Lockett, so, and, and then the running backs, too. So, I think the, uh, I think there's a lot to be happy with there, and I think I think it can benefit Sutton. Mm-hmm. Guys, do you think that uh, Albert O, or Aquabaganum, I think that might be close. Do you think he's a tight end waiver ad, maybe? I think he could be. I think I want to see 
see how they're going to use him in, in the first week or two. Yeah, but I definitely there's leagues I have him in redraft that I've you know taken him as a second guy that I can get rid of him after the first week if I'm not happy with what I see. Yeah, I I think the approach I take is is what is what you just mentioned, Steve. If if you want to try him out, put him in uh, just put in the waiver claim right now because if he ends up catching like. I don't know, one or two touchdowns, and everyone's going to go after him first week, and and you, yep. you, you yeah, can't really wait and see. So it's it's like you were saying, put him on your roster. If, if it doesn't look good, he can drop him. If if he catches two touchdowns, he's gonna he's gonna be the full kittle. Yeah, you'll have to put forty seven mm-hmm. fab on him. Exactly. So and that could happen. <laughs> the kid in the one first full week. kittle uh, at least. You know. So yeah, definitely a guy to uh, if you're interested. He's he's a guy to grab now and stash over the weekend. So uh, I'm going to stick with wide receiver for my first guy as well. And uh, I've talked about him on a couple of episodes already. And, and the guy I'm really excited for this year is Hunter Renfro. With Josh McDaniels coming in and knowing the offense that we we would run in New England with Renfro, and I mean with uh, Edelman and, and that type of player in Welker, I think Renfro's prime to uh, to have an excellent season and ex- a really good role in that offense. Devontae Adams coming there boosts the offense as well. A healthy Waller will help. Um, you know the the running backs that they've got with Jacobs. They've got Brandon Bolden, who's not exciting, but he, he's another guy that fits that scheme. Amir Abdullah fits that scheme. So I really think that there's room for him to you know maybe not so much improve on what he did last year but i think repeat and be a top 12 wide receiver even with adams i think there's the potential that they both could do it mm-hmm. what do you guys think about renfro i know i know diego i know you like renfro too so yeah i i like renfro it, i think that the challenge for me this year is, is going to be adams um does he get the target share? Like he was, he was getting like there were games where he was getting nine, ten targets out of out of Carl last, last mm-hmm. season. So I don't know if that's there still. Um, but maybe the question is more really on on can can Carr now that has all these weapons and, and he's had weapons before, right? Um, can can he can he put the ball in, in these guys' hands and 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 make them relevant for, for fantasy? Uh, Renfro's a player that I've always thought he's he's better a better football player than than a fantasy player. Um, for me, he's. I was talking to Reed, and it's it's got to be PPR. I don't feel comfortable with him in 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 half PPR. Um, but what you said, um, I think the biggest thing is that they they trust his hands and and those short routes that hit that he'll run, um, take the catches. He was getting some red zone looks, um, but for his he's not a big guy, and and they have bigger guys. And Adams coming in he could take away those. So. I got to see it a little bit more. Um, I think if you were to ask me, even though I like the player, I'm a little bit more concerned and excited about what's going to happen with, with Renfro. But if the offense as a whole take a steps forward, then I think he'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, I agree mainly with Diego here, I think. I think uh, I love Renfro as well. I think we all like a lot of these guys together, except for Mike Williams, Steve. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, a predicting for, you know, a possible low-end one is tough for me 
to think he can repeat that, you know, with Adams there, if Waller's going to be healthy, if they're still going to have a decent run game, I don't see how he gets the targets and red zone opportunities to put him up in the one. But that being said, where you can draft Renfro in redraft or dynasty, if he's even, let's just say, a low end two wide receiver 24, it's going to be a steal still, you know. So I have a little lower expectations for him, but I still like him a lot. Yeah, I mean, I'll admit, it's a little bit high for me to uh, expect that he repeats, but I'm going all in. So <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Hey, I do think I do think yeah. mid range to uh, to to low end wide receiver two is easily achievable. So uh, you're definitely not going to be upset with where you grabbed him in the seventh round mm-hmm. in, in a redraft. No, there so. there is upside with him. I mean Waller. I mean we don't know if it was a health thing. Well, it turns out it wasn't. Right? I think it was more of a contract thing. But he struggled last season with injuries, and and when Waller was out, then then they kind of defaulted back to um, to give Renfro the targets. So he has that upside. If anyone misses, then then I guess the target share goes up for him. Yeah, and Waller is risky. You know what? Has he only had one true year of being an elite fantasy option? So I mean, who's to say he's ever gonna repeat that anyway? Uh, I, I like yep. Waller this year. The problem is he needs to stay on the field. <laughs> yeah, that's really what it comes down to. Um, because with Adams, I think is is going to take is going to take more coverages, and they were scheming against him. Like right, the first year that, he, like you said, he was a big thing. They didn't know how to how to play against him. Second year, now those teams know how to go in and and box him or do whatever they need to to make sure that that he can't that he can't just rip him apart. And I I very very clearly call that. Chargers game against uh, the Raiders because I got beat by Waller. Uh, he just kept getting catch <laughs> after catch after catch nonstop. So, but anyway, um, I think Adams then then relieves some of the pressure on Waller and and it'll it'll make him an option. But you're right. I mean, it's uh, we, we got to wait and see. Yeah, I would agree. So let's move on to read your second person. Okay, well, let's stick with the wide receivers while we're on them, I guess. My second player is going to be Michael Pittman. And I think, I don't know, this is kind of just a trendy pick. I mean, Michael Pittman is hot right now. He ran like two routes total his rookie year. His development, I feel like, has been insane. He runs a whole route tree now, shown massive improvement on his end. And now we get to see him with the best quarterback he's ever played with. So, I mean, he's big-bodied. He's 6'4", 223. And he's kind of, well, maybe not so much lately, but when we were first starting drafts, he was in the ADP of round four. So he's like Mike Williams to me. He's got the ADP of a possible wide receiver two, but with wide receiver one upside. And I just like him a lot. I'm excited for the Matty Ice connection with him. Yeah, um, he has definitely developed. He had some good games at the end of the season last year to make you be a little bit hopeful. I mean, all in all, he had a pretty good season. He finishes a wide receiver 17. And that's with Wentz. So yeah, with Wentz. I, you know, um, as much as I'm 
a little bit down on Matty Ice this year because I think he's kind of hit the age cliff. But I I don't think Pittman suffers from it at all. I, I think he is definitely the beneficiary of a, an upgrade at quarterback play. And I think that he can return you value as a mid-range wide receiver, too, with the possibility of sneaking into the top 10 or top 12. Diego, what do you have? For no, I, I like him. I like him this year. Um, I think he, I think uh, Matt is, is also an, an upgrade quarterback. Uh, he broke a thousand yards last year, so it, it seemed like he quietly was this this wide receiver that, that you can count on. Um, uh, six touchdowns. Uh, he's a clear wide receiver one. Um, Campbell, he, he he struggles to stay on on the field. Have a couple rookies out there. Um, yeah, I, I I I was grabbing him in, in a couple of drafts where I could um, around those ranges you guys were talking about. I I like him. I like uh, that he's the that big body receiver type, um, and I think that's that's like you said the connection with with Matty Ice. Right? I mean, he used to have a a guy that seemed to be good that was also a big body receiver. So maybe there's some of that there. Um, oh, I, I like him. I'm I'm in. I mean, I'll I'll get on board on on the train with with Reed on this one. Welcome aboard, yeah. Diego. Please. Yeah. No, I'm I'm definitely on the Pittman Heights hype train as well. Um, I I really hope that he has a great season, and uh, he's been creeping up into the mid third. Uh, the draft I just did with my wife tonight. Yeah, that's uh, I think that, now it's there. getting expensive because now he has to be a wide receiver. Yeah. One. See, now you're not <laughs> finding that value exactly. Yeah. Right. I was trying yeah. to find guys, you know, that had a little bit of possible fantasy value based on where you were possibly drafting them. But in the third, you look at him as your wide receiver one. And if he's a wide receiver one, that's great. You just don't get the same upside as when you could have drafted him in the fourth, per yeah. se. Yeah. No, it, it was definitely too high. Um, somebody took him. I don't remember where he went, but it was in the third round. It was too high. Because he was, he was somebody. So Yahoo's ADP is also kind of messed up. We'll be nice and put it that way. So he was there, at, you know, at the end of the second, first part of the third. And I'm like, that's way too high for Pittman. I, I, I can't even consider that right now, even though I'd like to. So, yeah, it definitely makes a difference where you're drafting, too. Sleeper still has him down where he should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Digo, what's your second so guy? So my second guy, I'm going to go now back to Buffalo. And we're going to talk about Gabriel Davis. Um, I'm excited about this guy just because he, he had a strong ending to his season last season. Um, I think you can get him You can get him for a decent price. He's one of those round two wide receiver. Uh, I'm sorry, year two wide receivers um, that could that could pop off this year. Um, we we talked about Manny Sanders retiring at the beginning. And, and they... We know they have Diggs. He'll be their one, uh, but he was getting a lot of looks, and I think he's just he's getting that that report going with uh, with Allen more and more. Um, I'm looking at the numbers here for, for the last game: 13 targets. Uh, that's that's Jeez. insane. No, but I mean the problem was just uh, the catches. But that aside, I think he was getting a lot of um, a lot of touchdowns also on those on those long plays. So I'm intrigued. I'm excited to see what what he's going to turn out to be. Um, I think you can get him late, even in redraft, uh, and he has upside. And then you'll get him in. You'll get a piece of of Buffalo, right? I'm trying to get pieces of this of this offense, 
whether it's a tight end, wide receiver. Uh, the running backs, it's a little bit of a different story. I, I wouldn't really know which one to recommend. Um, I think that's going to be more of a wait and see. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for him. Um, n- not a high price to pay. And I think he's like, I think he takes a step forward this year. So I would agree with you to a point, except that Davis has crept up in drafts that he's not, I don't think he returns the value because he's going in like the seventh round, sometimes in the sixth ahead of, you know, ahead of wide receivers who are still the wide receiver one on their team and, and have proven better fantasy value. He's had 35 catches in each of his seasons in Buffalo, um, roughly 60, same 62, 63 targets, about the same. He's got an excellent, um, you know, yard per catch, but I think he's just that. I think he's still kind of a, a boom bust player. With Manny Sanders leaving, that does open up the door a little bit for him. But, I mean, he's a wide receiver 57 both years he's been yeah. in Buffalo. Yeah, because he's, he's been so, the third option. So, yeah, I'll admit to that. Yeah. I'm expecting him to become the No, he, he definitely has. But he's still he's still a third option because you still have Isaiah McKenzie as a slot. And that position in Buffalo has yielded a high-end wide receiver three. In Cole Beasley, so I don't really expect that to change too much. I mean, Gabe Davis might make a step forward, and, and maybe he finishes in, in, in the forties. But to to make that jump from fifty-seven to you know, kind of having to be right around the twenty-four to, to thirty range, I don't see it. Because no. I think you know, the more I I see with with McKenzie and, and the less work that I see them giving Crowder at this point. I do think McKenzie potentially can move right into the wide receiver thirty-ish range that Cole Beasley just vacated in the same offense. So there's gonna, they're just going to need to be a lot more targets, and they just added James Cook in the draft, who's an excellent pass catcher out of the backfield. So I, I think there's going to be a decent amount of targets that go to him as well. So I like Davis. Don't don't get me wrong. I just don't think that this hype train is going to uh, make it to the next station. Reed. Do you guys remember how good the the recently retired Emmanuel Sanders looked? He was their wide receiver too, right? He was playing on the outside and Beasley was their slot. And he looked really, really good before the legs fell off. So I think Gabriel Davis as the true two there for a full season on one of the best offenses in the NFL with a quarterback that is just as apt to throw it long as to check down and throw it, you know, seven yards deep to the slot receiver. I think Gabe Davis could definitely be a wide receiver too. Could definitely be in the 24 to to 30 ranking range. So I kind of agree. I mean, Manny only put up 600 yards last year. Oh, right, right. But he broke down quick though. You know, I'm, Thinking of a younger guy that can maybe play a role like that the entire season, I think, you know, he's got a lot of upside in the same nature some of the picks I have made has because he is generally a later-round guy. And if he finishes as a wide receiver too, then you drafted him in the seventh or eighth round. I mean, that's a steal, right? Yeah, I was 
Yeah. If he could finish as a two, it would be a pretty good value, yes. But I, yeah, I'm, I think he's he's just crept up a lot on 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 drafts just based on what Steve was saying. Um, I draft a little bit earlier, so maybe if I was sneaking him later than that. So it's a shot that you can take there. But if if he's moving yeah, to six or seven round, to tenth yeah, round, yeah, tenth round, he's a good yeah, value. Six or seven is yeah, too high. I, I I will agree to that. I think if you can get him in the ninth or something like that, then it's 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 a much better value. Um, yeah. I, I, the McKenzie thing, I don't know. I mean, we kind of moved to another player, but McKenzie, um, I don't think he'll be that Cole Beasley replacement altogether. Uh, I just don't think they're exactly the same player. Uh, I I've been proving wrong. On multiple occasions, but I don't think he is either. I, I'm just yeah. putting it out there that that role in that offense has been successful in the last several years with with Beasley. So I do think that Crowder takes some of that work, but I I think uh, McKenzie has edged him out at the end of training camp. So and Crowder is also getting up there in age as well. So yeah, he is. We'll have to definitely see. I mean, I hope Gabe Davis returns value. I hope he finishes as a wide receiver too. Even if he makes the leap in, into a wide receiver three, I think that's pretty good, pretty good value and a good piece to own in, in the Buffalo offense. Mm-hmm. So I don't have another wide receiver, but I have a, I have a running back that I'm kind of excited to see how it works out for him, and that's in Michael Carter. Um, they brought in Brees Hall. They drafted him this year. They drafted Carter last year. Solid comes from, you know, a, a coaching scheme that uses a committee and is fairly successful with, with said committee. So I really expect that Michael Carter still maintains a solid role in the offense. Uh, most likely early this season, he's, he's still the lead back because things didn't look great for Brees Hall in, in uh, the preseason. Carter's a pretty good Blocking, running back, which is something they're going to need because they've made some improvements to the line. But let's face it, they're they're a younger team and they're going to have some growing pains. So there's still some things on the line they need to work out to protect the young quarterback. They had that injury we were talking earlier um, before the show with Reed about losing uh, guys in, in their line as well. That's not going to help them at all. Yeah, Beckton, yeah. he's done for already. Right, so... Yeah, that's not going to help. That's not going to help that much either. So, Greasehall being a new running back, um, didn't have a high grade for blocking and stuff coming out of college. Um, so I, I think that benefits Carter. I really do. And I think that people have slept on him to the point where he's drifted down into the later rounds. A lot of drafts in the teens where people, you know, just taking Brees Hall in the second round or the third round. And completely discounting the fact that the guy they drafted last year is still there and is at an extreme value. So, and he also catches passes. So I do think Michael Carter could have a very good season this year, even with Brees Hall going there. And I think that that offense does take somewhat of a step forward, even if it's not a huge step forward. I do think that opportunities could increase. And I don't think it's a stretch that he can, Finished as a uh, high end RB three, and if you're getting him that late, that's a pretty good value. Reed, as the uh, resident Jets fan, what do you? Yeah, think? you let the cat out of the bag there, resident Jets fan, and I hate <laughs> that I'm gonna have to 
disagree with you a little bit here. I don't disagree with the potential value. But as a Jets fan, watching the Jets, I mean, it's just been a mess, guys. I just, I can't see a world where Michael Carter is going to be out there producing on a consistent basis for a fantasy team when their O-line is already wrecked. He's going to most likely be splitting with Hall at best, you know. And I mean, James Robinson a couple of years ago played behind a, a worse line than what you guys have. Right this is true, but James was, Robinson was a great-looking running back. I mean, he, he passed was. the eye test. And for me, I mean, Carter's teeny tiny. And you're right, he, he will catch balls. But I didn't see, you know, anything outstanding from him between the tackles. You know, he's very small. He's not going to fill that role very well for very long. So, no, he's the, out, he's the outside guy. You know right. what I mean? He, he he's around the outside. Brees Hall is a guy that they that they drafted to hit the holes, go through the line. You know, he's what six one, two twenty, two twenty five, something like that. So he, he's that bigger guy that they want to, to to bruise through the line and pick up yards that way. Carter's a guy they want blocking. You know, in the passing game, running to the outside, mm-hmm. stuff right. like that. I think my main takeaway is just that if you're drafting a Jet this year, a New York Jet, outside of probably Elijah Moore, you're going to end up being heartbroken just as much as you're not, at the very least. I mean, it's just, they're just rough for fantasy right now, rough in, in real life and all around. And luck is not breaking their way either, because with Beckton, it could have been a much different situation, I feel like. but. Mm-hmm. Not the case. Yeah. Diego, what do you think about my my team and Michael Carter? Um, I like Mike, Michael Carter. Uh, I liked him when he come out of when he okay. came out of Carolina. I don't like him now. <laughs> His situation. <laughs> so I think I'm gonna agree with you. Uh, it's he's it, an interesting player. Um, I think Steve's Rodney says like uh, on the receptions and uh, like the guy on the outside. I, I think he'll be that guy. Um, when it comes to pass protection. Uh, Word from camp is that that Breeze was was struggling with that a, a little bit. Um, it's just uh, when you get these running backs on on questionable offenses, right? Um, it's tricky, and like you were saying, when when there's a split, you guys reference uh, or we're talking about Robinson, but he was also a volume player. He was getting absolutely every carry. He was on like uh, yeah, I guess like hundred snaps, hundred percent of the snaps. Uh, that's probably not right, but um, he was getting everything. Um, I'd love for Michael Carter to be in a different situation. Uh, I like to watch him play. Uh, it's it's difficult. Like we were saying with the Jets, we know they're going to have a quarterback transition uh, after four games because their Flacco is not going to start the whole season. That's they don't. I don't think that's what they want to do. That's not what they why they drafted Zach. So um, that also be something that we have to look at. Maybe what happens here is at the beginning of the season. Uh, more season quarterback with Flacco. Maybe you see some dump offs like you saw with with uh, with White last year when he was dumping it off to Carter, and maybe that helps his numbers a little bit. Um, but yeah, uh, difficult to like I, as much as I like the guy. Uh, just it's not anything against him. I think it's against the team as a whole. Uh, I'm staying away from Jets right now. Mm-hmm. No, that's fair. So, th- who's your third guy? Diego. My third guy, um, 
so I a uh, bit of uh, controversial here. We're, we're going to switch to quarterback, and we're going to talk about Mr. Trey Lance. Um, so the question was, who am I excited about for the season? And the reason why I'm excited about Lance is because I just, I just want this whole thing to end. It dragged through the whole summer, <laughs> right? A conclusion. Yeah, I, I need a conclusion. This is this is Game of Thrones like. If 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 you, if you get what I'm trying to say here, it's frustrating, right? Yeah, is yeah. it? Is he the guy? He's not the guy. Now for fantasy, he can run the ball, so that's great. So from a fantasy football standpoint, he he can he can give you points. Um, the fact that they kept Jimmy is just frustrating because it's like obviously San Francisco real NFL team. They want to win games. They want to win the Super Bowl. Uh, they were able to negotiate that contract to keep uh, Jimmy as, as a as a backup. But then that's a big question mark on Lance. Um, Steve, I know how you feel about Lance, but for me, it's I'm excited just to get a, to get conclusion on this thing. Is he going to go out there and play for four games and, and they'll just say, yeah, we're going to sit with him and, and stay with him? Or is he going to go out there and lose four games and they're going to switch back to Jimmy and, and all hell breaks loose now? From a fantasy football perspective, he's being drafted uh, high. Uh, when when it comes when it comes to quarterbacks, I think we're seeing now in fantasy a bit of a change from the late quarterback, because the truth is that these rushing quarterbacks can really make a difference in your roster. Mm. So it's kind of the same thing that you're seeing with with Hertz and in in Philly. Um, so that's where my excitement is coming from. Not so much as a player. Um, he didn't look great last year. Um, but I'll give him the benefit of the doubt after going into training camp another year under his belt. Hopefully he can play better. The weapons are there. Uh, the line, I think, is fairly de- uh, decent in San Francisco. The defense should keep him in the games. And and I also want to see if San Francisco switched the, the scheme a bit and, and made it more friendly for him. I think something that I... I question is that when the Ravens brought Jackson in, when they brought Lamar in, they, they switched their scheme. They, they said, okay, enough of Flacco. We're going to go with him. We're going to run the ball with our quarterback. We're going to give him the options. And, and they committed to that. And it feels to me like San Francisco maybe hasn't done that. And I want to see if they've done that. So that's, that's really where my excitement is, is coming from. Yeah. You yeah. Frame that mm-hmm. Perfectly. A conclusion will be nice. That's that I can 100% agree with. That the, the saga of Trey Lance, a young man from South Dakota, tries to make it fake in the NFL. Uh, no, will it, you or won't you? Yeah, they yeah. trade it off. Find out in the next episode of How the 49ers yeah. Turn. Um, yeah, Reed, Reed, what do you think about Lance and uh, Diego's assessment? He assessed it accurately i mean let's get the conclusion we have no clue we've heard he's great we've heard he's not i agree that for fantasy which is what we're all mainly here for the rushing upside for him is huge and for me personally the adps that i've seen of him on sleeper i mean they were in the ninth round steve just last week when i did your listener league i got him in the 11th so I just feel like you take a quarterback that late with that rushing upside, you know, there's a lot of room to do a lot of good for your fantasy team. And then for football, like, 
let's get the conclusion. You know, let's just see. Let's just see what's going to happen. If not, let's get Jimmy G back in there. You know. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, I I agree. And he, the thing with Lance in, in redraft, like our listener leagues, most of the players are are dynasty players, right? As well. Um, there's a few like our league. I I know there's three that are pretty much redraft, but for the most part, everybody, especially in our league, drafts very similar, uh, but across the leagues, he was kind of scattered in between. I think you got him the lowest. Nice. There's a couple leagues he was a little bit higher, but he wasn't He wasn't like the sixth round, you know what I mean? So he was in the later rounds where you want to take a chance on him, whatever. Um, I agree we need to get some closure with the whole thing. I don't think it's coming this year, unfortunately. Um, I think it's going to be kind of a mess. But if he can go out and if they can change the scheme for him and and do more play actions and get him on the move, that's where he's more comfortable. And I think that'll help. But I don't know that that's quite what they want to do for their offense. I don't know that they're built that way right now. So... It'll be interesting to see what Shanahan does. The the looming threat of Jimmy G is there, and especially with the contract and the incentives, mm-hmm. that's that's not going away. Um, and I don't think that Lance has much of a leash. And I'm not even, I'm still not convinced that Sunday when San Francisco takes the field that Jimmy isn't the start. Wow, oh, come on. That, that's because a hot take. That's a hot take, Steve. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that, that's a sh- shenanigan that, that I could oh, see fucking happening. So, oh, that would I, be I brutal. I, I, I mean, could you imagine, uh, like, I you can't. saw this yo-yo with, with Tua, who we're actually going to get to very soon. Um, but can you imagine the yo-yo that this is going to do to this kid if they do the same shit that they did to Tua in, in Miami? I mean, in and out, no, up and down. You're starting this week. You're not starting this. That's week. insane. I, I don't think that. Again, San Francisco. Yeah, I don't think they'll do it, but it, it's very. It's still possible. It is because they again we we play fantasy, but they play real football. <laughs> They're trying to win games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they don't. They don't care yeah, about our fantasy care. teams and, and the thirty or forty points yeah. we can get from his legs. And They're, that's why I think there will be winning. a conclusion this year. They are set to win. Other outside of quarterback, if Lance is going to, you know, crap the bed and they have a viable backup in Jimmy that they're paying, he's going to be in there before the season's up. And we're going to know one way or the other. So, yeah, no, I agree. Um, it, it will be interesting. And, and it, I wish the kid all the luck in the world. Uh, I just, I don't think this is yet his year. I, I think he would benefit from sitting one more year. So uh, we'll jump into mine because I already alluded to him. And my guy, my third guy is Tua Tagovailoa. I really am hopeful that he does take the next step as much as being a Patriots fan and cheering for Miami. It's probably not the best, the best <laughs> thing. But uh, he's kind of he's an exciting quarterback for me. I like, I like the offense. He just added Tyreek Hill to help him out. Uh, Mike McDaniel has been able to get a lot out of the quarterbacks that he's coached. And I, I think that Tua is at that place where he's going into his third year. The, the team with the, with the new coach and everything believes in him. They're, they're putting the faith in him. They're giving him the weapons. 
I think he can do it. I really do. Um, you know, barring any type of injury or anything. I mean, he missed what five games last year. Yeah, that's that's what he said was in there. Yeah. You know, he he still finished as a quarterback twenty six. So if he can stay healthy, he doesn't miss those games. I, I wouldn't put him at the fifteen, but I think I would put him close to twenty. So if he can take a small step forward, you know, get get to like thirty five hundred passing yards, which which is an increase of a thousand, I think Hill can definitely help that. If you know, and they and they start getting in the end zone. I think he can definitely reach the 20 mark. So just a guy I'm, I'm kind of excited for. I'm hoping that the, uh, that he lives up to my hype and uh, Diego from a, a veteran presence in Miami. What do you, what do you hear about too? Or what's your take? Uh, everyone's behind him because it, it was the pick. It was, it was getting a quarterback. So everyone wants him to be su- successful here at the dolphins. Uh, they want to be back in the playoffs. So, I think everyone's rooting for him. Um, I think bringing Hill was was great. Uh, I think he has the best wide receiver core that he's had in a while. Uh, new coach, maybe that's new system. That's something he'll have to pick up. But like you like you said, um, and he's had experience dealing with with quarterbacks. Also, it's 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 perfect. I think the Dolphins, if I'm not wrong, they have one of the softer schedules, so that should help him as they well. Then from a fantasy standpoint, I think you can get him late. Wait and get him if you if you want to move your, your chips and, and go all in on him. Um, it's going to be interesting what, what happens with Hill, right? We, we saw what Hill would help uh, Mahomes do. So if there could be some sort of connection like that, and then you also have Waddle on the other side. I mean, these are fast guys that Miami's going to have out there. Um, if you can give him the ball, yeah. he I think it's the best wide receiver core he's, he's had, like I said before. Yep, I think so too. Um, you know, they, they got rid of Parker, which I think was a distraction. Uh, you've got Waddle and Hill. They've got a good core of running backs with Edmonds, Mostert, and even with Gaskin. Um, set, they got Cedric Wilson from Dallas over there, who I think can be somewhat impactful. They still have Mike Isecki, even though they say he's going to be a blocking tight end. Uh, Gronk was a blocking tight end. He, he's probably going to be a Hall of Famer, so. Uh, <laughs> um, and it, it, they have a couple other tight ends as well that that can be worked in. So I think he's got plenty of targets. I think they've they've done what they can to upgrade the offense for him. To your point, so Reed, what do you think? I think he's a great buy low. I mean, you draft him at the end of drafts for fantasy, and if you don't like what you see, you drop him and you stream. So in that sense, great. And he does, like you guys said, have excellent weapons this year. I mean, they really have set him up to succeed. So it's kind of will he, won't he. I mean, we should have a conclusion with him, too, because he's either going to come out and look good with these weapons and they're going to have a contending team, or, or yeah, he's not. And it's not going to be because what they have around him. I mean, no one's going to be able to argue that with Hill, Waddle. I mean, come on. That's a great wide receiver core right there. Yeah, it is. Now, th- this will be a – if Tua doesn't make it, it's Tua. Yeah. yeah this will be a prove it year. Yeah, because yeah, then you're starting to look at, at having to, to look at a new contract, right? This is year three for him. Yep, this, prove this, it. Yeah, this goes into three. So when, when they get into next year, they got to exactly. decide that fifth-year option. 
Yeah, they so. gave him all the opportunity, though. That is for sure. Yeah. So, Reed, uh, why don't you give us your last guy and, and probably the biggest hype train oh, of the offseason? Yeah, the best for last. I mean, we can't go into week one without talking about Damian Pierce. <laughs> I mean, the hype of the offseason, right? Or maybe yeah. I'm in Texas, so maybe it's been a little different. But it, It's probably a little more hype for you, but he's definitely been hyped up. Okay. Everywhere in fantasy. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I sniped him from you early. So Yeah, you did. You really did. <laughs> He's passed the eye test, though, guys. I mean, we've seen a couple, two, three preseason games with the Texans here, and he looks good when he's in there. We know they're going to be losing, but we know they don't care. They will still run the rock. He's still going to get plenty of touches. He's more of a possible volume play, maybe like the James Robinson we mentioned. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, they cut Marlon Mack, guys. It's him, Rex Burkhead, and Dare Agumbawale. I mean, that's it. So how he doesn't succeed with at least volume from a fantasy standpoint, from where you could have got him, you know, in... Just a few weeks ago, I mean, he's really gotten hyped up once people saw him on the field, I feel like. So you could have drafted a lot of dynasty drafts. I mean, all of our dynasty leagues, guys, we do right after the rookie draft. So he went second, third, even fourth round in some places. So the value's there. For redraft, he was, you know, going in the seventh, eighth round you know, just a few weeks ago. So the value is there for him there until the massive hype that we just you saw. You can't once. draft him anymore. It's, it's, it's no, gone. You can't, you can't no, get on the can't. train. No. It's left. No. You're going to have to take yeah. him in the fourth round, third round. Yeah. But the, the draft that we did tonight, um, he went in the fourth round. <laughs> yeah, I, I was insane. waiting. I figured I'll get Pierce because I, I kind of I, – I had McCaffrey as a second pick, and I was going to just wait on running back and take Pierce. And he went in the fourth, and that kind of screwed Ooh. up my whole plan because – you know, now I I have to adjust because I'm not going to get that guy that might be a decent wide, uh, decent running back too. Right. Because he has creeped so high. I mean, the hype train on him is in full steam. So we have seen this so here's, before. Here's a question for you guys. First game is against the Colts, right? And when you look at, at the defense, look, the, the Colts defense is good. Do you think that we could be in front of a situation like where the hype is so big and then he goes out there, he maybe gets 40 yards, something like that, and, and people should start dropping him left or right. Would you then pick him up right after that? Absolutely. 100%. I would, yes. I mean, I've got... put my money where my mouth is with him. You know, you guys can attest. I'm drafting him in the sixth, seventh, and after where I think he's a value. You know, I think the fourth, you kind of cap the fantasy value you can get from him because now he has to be your running back too. But if someone drops him because they had a bad game against, you know, possibly one of the better defenses this year, yeah, expect me to put down some major fab, a kittle of fab minimum. So Damian Pierce, the, the first four games, he faces Indy, Denver, Chicago, and the Chargers. Okay. So He's going to face four very good defenses, and he's probably going to get dropped in a lot of places because there's a good chance he underperforms. You can also try targeting him early in the season if, if people are down on him and then do a trade and yep, for something. And, yeah. and trade, absolutely. Because um, week five, he's got Jacksonville. 
Then they're on the bye. Week seven, he's got the Raiders, which they have a pretty decent defense. Then they got Tennessee, which has a pretty decent defense. But then he's got Philly, the Giants, Washington, Miami, Cleveland, who's got a fairly decent defense. Yeah. Dallas, who's pretty decent up front. Um, but then Kansas City, Tennessee, and Jacksonville for the fantasy playoffs. So maybe not the best <laughs> schedule, right? You know, maybe not the best, but I still argue that the volume is going to be there for him. And I should preface by saying all these picks I made were from a fantasy standpoint, guys that I thought were great values where I put my money where, you know, my mouth is. So you get him in the seventh round and you're kind of a little more cushioned if he has some tough games or just doesn't pan out at all. You buy him in the fourth, you know, he has to be your RB2. That's pretty much it, right? Well, we're looking at these defenses on paper, you know, in September. I don't think – I think the second half of the season for him, other than the Philly game, is probably – and Cleveland are probably pretty good games because I don't think Tennessee's defense is going to be that good this year. Uh, They're already without Harold Landry for a few weeks. Um, I I really think that that team is kind of on a semi-decline. They're in a a division – that's not that competitive right now. It's basically them and Indy, but um, I, I do think that he actually has a pretty decent chance if he can have one or two games that are mediocre in the first four that we see him get better and better as the season goes, and, and it's not going to matter for the matchup. But I would love to have him against Kansas City, who typically gets better as the season goes on, but their run defense a lot of times suffers still until the playoffs, and then Jacksonville, who we know is going to be absolutely atrocious by week 17 <laughs> going for that first pick again. So I, I would love to have Pierce in my championship. Um, look, um, on, on Pierce, I think you can draw a, a nice parallel to, to what happened with Robinson. I think the difference is is Burkitt, but I, I don't know if maybe Burkitt just drops off by the fourth week or something like that. Burkitt's the same guy as Pierce, though. They're both you know, two hundred twenty yeah, pounds. That's what I'm saying. So, but so much maybe older, right? Kind of, so he kind of doesn't take that that many snaps because uh, you, you're going to have to survive on volume because we all expect Houston to be to be yep. working from behind. <clears throat> so that's where the concern is. Um, but he can also catch. So I think if you can beat Burkett and and just kind of take on that as a, as a bell cow, then you'll be fine. Like Reed said, from a value standpoint, if you were drafting a couple of weeks ago and you could get him in the eighth, ninth. That's that's where you want to get him, but to your draft tonight, Steve, in the fourth, no, too, it's too rich. Yeah, no, the fourth is even where I got him in the sixth. I don't think, I think he's topped yeah, out right yeah, there. That's that's the I, I expect to be a little disappointed with, with with where I got him, but I can live with I can live with it if he gives me semi decent. But hey, like I said, if you're a believer, and then the other people that have him in your in your league, and he goes out and have has a bad game, try to get him. Maybe try to get him. Yeah, 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 with his draft capital, he could be a great buy low. Let me yeah, ask absolutely. you guys this: with all the hype surrounding him, what do you think his his ceiling is as far as fantasy finish? And over under fifty rushing yards versus the Colts week one. So I think be, being as almost as big of a 
believer in him as you. I think his ceiling is probably wide receiver, uh, wide receiver running back six. Ooh, best case. That's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, that, that's best case if he gets all the volume like we've talked about. I think he could. I think he could be another uh, this year James Robinson type okay. and finish in the top wow. ten, closer to the top five if he gets if he gets I enough volume outside the, the top ten. I, 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 outside, yeah, outside. I don't think he makes it into the top ten. That's where I put him. And then on your over under, uh, fifty yards. Um, yeah, I'll take the over. I'm taking, taking the, the under. Yeah, let's split it. I'll, I'll take yeah. the over. Fifty is, yeah, I think it's doable. But uh, this is this is just rushing or it's combined. Rushing yards. Yeah, I was oh, looking at the. Uh, okay. Well, technically, the over under on sleeper is forty six and a half. So if you want to say that one, we go specific. But I just made. But only nice rushing round. is what you're saying. Only yeah, rushing. I'll, That's I'll take right. the under. I thought it was combined. Yeah. I'll take. Yeah. The under. No. Yeah. I'll take the under on that. Combined yards. I. I would say. He, he makes that easily. Okay. But no. I'll stand behind my hype. I'll say over. He's gonna hit fifty rushing yards. He's gonna look. Better than expected against this tough defense. And let's do running back. Let's do running back eleven. You know that's a that's a good ceiling for a running back that is going to get a lot of volume, but maybe not too many touchdowns. If we're being honest, yeah, that's why I said uh, yep. out of top ten. Um, that that still could make him an RB one, but I think it's more realistic. Yeah, RB2. you get a low end one in the seventh round. I mean, value city. Mm-hmm. Even even if you're getting a high end too, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, right? I'm, I'm shooting for the moon. Why not? Love it. I love it. <laughs> so, um, I think that just about covers what we got on the docket for this evening. Um, Reed, do you have any parting words you want to uh, impart to our listeners? Any contact info, Twitter, or anything like that you want to drop? That was a lot of fun, guys. To be honest, I don't have much contact info. I'm not out on the social medias. I love Dynasty, and I love fantasy football. And if any of you guys listening want to get involved in some good leagues that Diego and Steve and I are in and will be in in the future, add me on Sleeper, read I-R-R-E-I-D-I-R. And I'm looking forward to adding some new people into our dozen-plus leagues we have going already. So this was a lot of fun, though. Thanks for having me on, Steve. Yep. No, I appreciate you uh, being available and coming on. I've been trying to make it happen for a couple of weeks. So, yeah, yeah, we'll have to do it again. But it did, so. And uh, Diego, how about uh, you? No, parting words, same. It's super fun. Uh, time flew by, I'll say that much. Um, on socials, I, I don't really have any fantasy football content to help you guys. Uh, but like we said, I'm also on Sleeper um, at Don Gato. So that's D-O-N-G-A-T-O. Just add me on there if you want to chat, if you want to get in some of these leagues. Um, uh, we, we try to we try to bring in new people into leagues as, as much as we can and just make them part of fantasy football, which is super fun. Super excited for the season that's starting. So, And I guess parting words would be, remember, uh, time to set your lineups, guys. Yep, that's 100% true. Time to set your lineups. Best, best words you can hear at yeah. this time of year. Hyped. Hell so, yeah. Um, so yeah, you can find me on Twitter at the FF degenerate. You can, if you have a, uh, (laughs) that's for Reed's team. (laughs) (laughs) Had to get one in there. Uh, Yeah. Um, if you have a question for the show, you have a comment trade, you want us to look at, um, 
anything like that, feedback for us, to reach out to us at our email, dddfantasyfootball at gmail.com. Check out our website, www.daydreamingdegenerates.com. We have a, a Facebook page. It's the uh, Daydreaming Degenerates Fantasy Football Podcast. Or you can find me on Sleeper, at Solinator. And anything you want to ask, questions, lineup decisions, whatever, uh, just reach out. Don't be, uh, don't be shy. Hope you guys enjoyed listening. And we're looking forward to the week, week one games. And uh, don't forget to set your lineups. Good luck, everybody, and good night.